Welcome to A Moment with Modern Mentors, a podcast series by Digital Collective Co, where we soak up wisdom, anecdotes, and actionable tips from Australian startups, female founders, business leaders, industry pioneers, and C-suite executives, a sway of people who have achieved amazing things in their professional fields. My name is Mia McLeod, and I'm the founder of Digital Collective Co. We are a collective of digital experts who have come together during a time of adversity, all aligned in the mission of finding a better way of working while simultaneously improving the balance in our lives. Hello, my name is Louise McCann and I am the founder of Moody Activewear. Moody Activewear is an online women's activewear brand that donates 100% of its profits to women's mental health. Today we are speaking to Louise McCann, founder of Moody Activewear, an activewear brand and importantly a registered charity that donates 100% of its profits to organisations who support women's mental health. Originally from a big family in Ireland, Lou now calls Melbourne home where she lives with her husband and young son Peter. Moody started as a passion project but now has become a successful online business cutting through a cluttered activewear market because of the important difference it is making to the lives of women in Australia and around the world. And that is not just because of how good your bum looks in her leggings. If you haven't checked out Moody Activewear yet, you won't be able to resist after listening to this chat with Louise. Like Louise discovered firsthand, if you're going to pay a premium for leggings, why not do it on a pair that are going to make a difference to the lives of women suffering mental health issues? So far, she's donated thousands of dollars to charities, including the Royal Women's Hospital in Victoria, Glow in Ireland and Panda, all charities that support women with mental health challenges. Today, Louise tells Digital Collective all about her incredible journey from startup to activewear designer and registered charity and what propelled her to support women's mental health. Hi, Louise. Welcome to Digital Collective's A Moment with Modern Mentors. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to ask you a few questions about Moody Activewear. We've been working together for the last month, I'd say, by now, and uh, Mm -hmm. we are absolutely in love with the brand and so passionate about what you're doing. What made you come up with this amazing idea? The business itself has been up and running now two and a half years, but it was about two years in the making before it officially launched in March 2018. And really, it was... I was heading away for a weekend. I was looking for some leggings um, to head off. And I was just having a look online and I was thinking, wow, like I really liked really high quality leggings. There's a couple of brands that I favored. And I purchased from them before. I knew the quality was great. But on this particular weekend, I just, or this week that I was looking to, to buy them, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get my head around the cost. And um, I, I guess I'd become more familiar with some social enterprise brands here that I really loved. And for some reason, I just couldn't bring myself to make the purchase that week. I thought these leggings are, you know, super overpriced and um, they're not really doing anything in terms of like giving back. And so I, I was searching for a brand, a leggings brand that did have a give back element. Couldn't find one. Went away for the weekend with my friends. And when we were, you know, sitting having a couple of wines, I was like, oh, I cannot find a brand. You know, do any of you guys know one? And they were like, no. And then, you know, we continued to have a few more wines. And then it was like, 
you know what? I just can't believe there's, I could not let it go. <laughs> um, so I guess it was one of those, you know, when you're looking for something and you can't find it, you kind of have to create it yourself moments. And yeah, so that weekend, my friends were like, okay, so stop going on about it and just you create it. And I was like, ah, okay, I will. <laughs> and then I couldn't go back. That was it. And that kicked off the idea. And then from there, I just couldn't let it go. I was a bit of a dog with a bone. Um, just want to pursue it and I love and this word social enterprise it's um mm. where have you, have you heard this before had you had you already been across the word social enterprise and the and the concept of it I had I fell in love with the brand and um, so I've been in Melbourne um almost 12 years now but when I came across the brand thank you mm. um, and another toilet roll company who gives a crap both of those just blew me away that they were brands that could sell a product particularly thank you, you know, in, in the supermarkets here, but have such a significant give back element. I also worked for a burger chain here for over five years called Grilled Burgers, and they had their little local matters. And it just, I love that businesses were sort of looking for ways to to give back to either their local communities or nationally. And um, so I kind of, whenever I started kind of researching how, what, what was that business model, that's when I sort of realized that social enterprise was, a business that runs like a business but has this give back element and that really appealed to me because I kind of wasn't interested in like starting a business for just the sake of starting a business like it yeah. really it really resonated with me to do something that had you know let's say that that give back that's something to help someone that needs it more so that's, that's incredible. Where that's where came from. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you is such an amazing example. It, it's a it's something that people are using day in day out, mm. obviously, especially at the moment, and yeah. giving back. And this is just something I think that really appealed to us when we found out about Moody Activewear is that you know that as you say, it's a very you know high end, expensive market, the leggings and the activewear market. But you're right, absolutely, none of them are doing this already why do you think that is and how do you think you were able to enter this very cluttered market with this business model you know talk us through that to be honest I, I couldn't give it much thought I, I knew what I needed was an incredible product first and foremost because mm. I think like you know most especially I'm a registered charity and you know it's um you know there's a couple of things that Moody is called a not-for-profit social enterprise charity whatever it might be I'm all of those things but I kind of like to think that I'm an activewear brand first and foremost and um, because I think that keeps me on my toes because you're absolutely right activewear is such a booming industry and I couldn't I couldn't get too bogged down into the who am I competing with? Because mm-hmm. if you really think about activewear, you could get carried away and be like, I'm competing with the likes of like Nike and Adidas and stuff. Yeah. So I kind of tried to just keep to myself and go, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different and offer customers something that I wanted, and that was an activewear brand that gave back. And so I kind of stayed focused on that and not on the, you know, how enormous this industry is and how hugely competitive it is and the incredible brands that are out there I look to for inspiration as opposed to feeling like I'm in competition with them because I feel like Moody stands out in that no one else is doing this and I guess 
they don't have to because activewear is a product that's really in demand and and they can make a really big profit margin on it and become very rich. <laughs> so, you well, know, that's what some people favor. Yeah, well, I mean, I, th- I guess, you know, you have obviously cracked onto something because you've now been running for a couple of years. You had the idea kind of blossoming for a couple of years and now you're two years in. How did you know when you were onto something good? When When did it kind of the penny drop for you? The first night that I mentioned it, so the little story I just told about sitting in the pub with my friends and my husband, and my husband's incredibly conservative compared to me. Like, I'm a bit, like, I'll try, like, a bit of everything. I have a background in recruitment and HR, so I certainly didn't have any experience in sort of retail or e-commerce sectors. But I just, whenever I said it, and he he sort of, like, nodded and went, yeah, that's a really good idea. And so that kind of sealed it. And then from there, it just, I don't know, it just, and even to this day, some days when I'm having, like, a bit of a, you know, a day when I'm, like, feeling a little bit unmotivated or just a bit, like, unsure of, where, you know, Moody is going, I go, you know what, activewear that gives back to women's mental health is like a no-brainer. I'm just yeah. like, this is, I am totally onto something. This is like, and actually I spoke to a couple of really good friends at the very beginning as well. And one of them in particular just said, you know, you've really found like this little seed and it's like really precious. So look after it and, and, and let it grow and stuff. And it kind of like that analogy just sort of made me realize that, you know, there's an opportunity to create great things and still be able to give back to your community and stuff. And that's what I wanted to do. And so it was kind of like, well, if I don't do it, maybe somebody else will do it, but I want to do it. So (laughs) I just kept going with it. And still, as I say to this day, I keep going, this is a no brainer, an awesome activewear brand that gives back. Okay. I'm on to something good here. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you. You've been in Australia for 12 years, but you're Irish and your family, you come from a big family in Ireland and you've got a bit of a personal story that also relates to the brand too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. I always break this story up a little bit because the activewear idea actually came first, which is maybe different to how most people come up with, you know, wanting to support something and then finding a way to do that. For me, it was, I thought, I really want activewear and it's amazing that's going to support a cause and really stand for something. And once I kind of had, you know, cemented that in my head, I knew then that it was women's mental health because growing up, you know, we had, mum had, it's really hard to say what she had, to be honest, because the, like, mental illness was so under-resourced and under-supported and Mm. misunderstood. And so growing up with mum, she really was, you know, challenged with her mental health and she never had a complete diagnosis on what she had. There was a lot of things banded around and growing up, it was really challenging for us because we didn't understand what mum was going through and we didn't know where to get help. You kind of went to your GP and mm-hmm. the GP was like, try this medication and try this. And, you know, he meant well, but I think it was just a really clear indication of how misunderstood and um, under-resourced, under-resourced. Health sector was. And that was sort of like when I was a teenager and I'm well into my 30s now. And, you know, I still feel like, yes, mental health's getting spoken about so much more, mm. but there's just so much opportunity and particularly for women you know we're complex individuals and um, <laughs> I think that um, we carry you know we wear a lot of hats and things and so for me to to get behind women's mental health was very natural because I wanted to do something mommy passed away in January 2018 and in a way I wanted to 
make sure that, you know, if there was a 16 year old girl or boy growing up and their mom was struggling, that there was a resource for them to mm. call or at least information and stuff. So that was kind of, it was an easy decision to support women's mental health. And obviously here in Australia, there's some incredible organizations doing incredible work. So well, tell um, us a little bit about that. I've seen that you supporting the Royal Women's, Glow and Panda. What are these organizations? Why have you chosen them? So the Royal Women's was one that I had done a bit of research on and and how specialized it was. And obviously the Royal Women's do incredible work across their entire hospital and everything that they do there. So that was like, for me, that was just a really easy choice. So I'd love to say there was more like detailed thought. I literally went, I want to support something. And it was more that it was Melbourne based as well. I kind of Mm. wanted something a little bit more local. So that was why I chose the Royal Women's. And I... To be honest, I didn't think I'd be making a donation to them for years. So (laughs) just um, choosing an organization that I knew the money would make a difference with, but I didn't think I'd be able to make a donation for quite some time. After Glow was an organization back in Ireland, and I talk about the support that I've received from Ireland all the time because it's been absolutely overwhelming in that. I started Moody here in Melbourne, assumed that Australia would have been my my market and um, as it turned out within a couple of months it was just absolutely the demand from Ireland was far more than here in Australia and so rather than supporting an organization here with the money from Ireland I decided to just look at my donation model and I reached out to an incredible organization back in Belfast in the north of Ireland and said to them I, I'm selling activewear and I wanted to donate to you guys because they're doing amazing work in that women's mental health space so it was really nice because now it means that I can support my home uh, you know support the women back at home and um, through the sales from leggings and activewear back there but also support an organization here and then with Panda that was just again I was able to make these decisions because the business is, is mine and, and still small enough where I can choose and um, I had my first baby last year and um, it was just it really resonated with me and the work that they do is amazing and particularly now um, during lockdown this year has been you know I can't even fathom what it would be like for a new mom at this time so um, I'm really glad I got to support them as well. Oh it's amazing and I mean absolutely that now couldn't be more an important time for this kind of support for women and Mm -hmm. families of people struggling with mental health. How do you know what's happening with your money that you're donating? How how does that work? Being a registered charity means lots of things but I guess the most most important one or and um, the thing that would stand out is that as a business I can accept donations so if someone said to me I love what you're doing but I you know I, I don't want 100 pairs of leggings but I want to give you some money towards you know fulfilling your mission because the reason I wanted to go with a social enterprise model rather than a fundraising model for example so being a charity that did mm. fundraising is that you're heavily reliant on a stream of donations and that's mm. that's that's really really difficult so that was not of interest to me at all I knew that this model could work I wanted to have an amazing product and sell that and be able to grow the business so I operate like any retail business in that I want to make a profit because that profit is then donated so I tend to not refer to myself as a not-for-profit even though a lot of people do just because that's quite natural and what people know so 
with the charity status as say I can accept donations um, and then in terms of making donations to organizations it's really straightforward that's my mission so being a registered charity I have the ability to make donations to organizations of my choice and then it's really up to them what they decide to do so it's obviously women's mental health very specifically and um, so they are the organizations that I choose. Mm-hmm. So brilliant. And um, I mean, it must feel like you're really making a difference to not only this community in general, but also to such an important cause. So you're in the second lockdown in Melbourne. Has it made you rethink your business strategy for the future of Moody Activewear? Gosh, lockdown, it feels like it's been going on forever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, it hasn't made me change my strategy. If anything, it's just reconfirmed the need for more businesses like this. So uh, lockdown 1.0 was a particularly good time for Moody. And I think that was because people were doing their working out from home. So they want activewear. There was a bit of a novelty around that and a bit of a novelty around for a lot of people working from home. So mm. you didn't all of a sudden, you didn't have to, you know, get corporate for work or whatever. You could wear your activewear all day long and mm. instead of your pajamas and stuff. So I had um, a couple of really really great months and that sort of made me realize that you know there's definitely a demand for for moody and what it does and in terms of i guess the strategy for moody moving forward it hasn't changed i mean i knew when i started out what i wanted and i think the only thing that i know and that is taking longer to sort of come to fruition is that so I've done it already in Ireland so I've got you know with the sales that I make in Ireland I donate to an organization there in Australia and I think in time I want it to be wherever you as a customer purchase Mm. that you can support an organization in your local community or your city or you know almost that you can choose where you support as part of a a customer journey yeah oh amazing so I would love that. So, you know, if, you know, if and when uh, <laughs> is um, kind of global um, and you're in the Middle East, for example, that there'd be an organization there that you can support rather than your money coming back to Australia or going to Ireland and so on. So that's kind of like, but again, that's, I've been, that's been the dream since day one, I guess. So there hasn't been a huge shift in my strategy. I think I've just learned that in order for me to get the business to where I wanted to go, I've had to call in a little bit more help. I've been doing everything myself, which is why obviously I'm good you guys. And, um, yeah, it's just the realization that as one person, you can only get the business so far, then you need to start asking for help. You've done an awful lot on your own, if, you know, to get to this point. And obviously you are already global because you're operating in <laughs> Ireland and, and in Australia and already donating, you know, significant amounts of money to these charities already. What personal attributes do you think it is that have managed to get you to this point? Oh, wow. That's a good question, actually, because I've never really thought about, uh, you know, I, t- I spend more time thinking about all the things that I can't do and <laughs> the things that I have done, which is um, so typical, really, isn't it? Um, I, I think I'm motivated by the fact that I know I'm onto something good. I think it's, as I said, if I was just going in to be another activewear brand, that wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have pushed through to this point. Mm. The competition's too fierce and the products are just, you know, there's brands that are just dropping ranges weekly and I can't keep up with that. I've got a very basic, you know, product range right now. And so I think it's just, 
I don't know, there's just the, the desire, I guess, knowing that I'm onto something um, really good and knowing that consumers are just so much more aware of what they're buying now. And that's only going to become even more prevalent as the years go on. Like my nieces that are, you know, in their early teens now are really looking for more purposeful brands, you know. Mm. When I was growing up, it was like if you could go to Topshop and buy something. <laughs> but now it's like they're looking for things that are more sustainable and that have that give back element, which is really, again, I feel like I came almost a little bit early to the, this sort of social enterprise party because I do feel like it's it's the future. There's an opportunity for every business to, um, to do some good with the money that they're making, the product that they're developing and what they can do like from a completely holistic view of, across their supply chain as well. So yeah, I think that's really loosely answered your question. But I think as well, I, I really want, I, I think I didn't realize this when I was younger, but I've wanted to be a business owner. I've wanted I was going to gonna ask you. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't say I was like that lemonade stand um, type of kid at all. <laughs> you know, I grew up in like rural Ireland. So it was very, um, we were outside a lot and just, you know, playing with my brothers. Got a lot of brothers and sisters though, right? Two, four brothers and one sister. Um, Where do you come in the, in the pecking order? I'm second youngest. Right. So you'd seen a lot from your older siblings yeah. maybe. Yeah. And, you know, like my brothers have had their own businesses and things. And my dad is like a site manager, a foreman in construction and always has been. So I think I've always had that kind of desire to be in like management. And, mm. and that was kind of my aspirations throughout my 20s. I really wanted to be successful in my career. I also, I guess I was exposed to business where it was just running for profit. And I like... I couldn't get my head around why some of the people would make themselves so miserable mm. for money. Like it was actually like a bit of a rude awakening. I was like, why would people put themselves through this like heartache for just money for shareholders and things like that? It kind of, mm. yeah, just, it was not for me. I was like, oh gosh, no. So yeah. And I'm driven by the fact that now I've got a, a one-year-old son and I'm, I'm able to run a business from home and like, you know, I, I posted a little picture the other day on Instagram of him, like getting involved with helping me pack and stuff. And I love that he'll grow up seeing me, you know, working and, you know, having my own business and stuff. And I suppose that's all factors as to why I, I keep pushing through. And I think you hit on that before when you're talking about young people with a cause, you know, really, they're not just going to accept a, a fashion brand that isn't sustainable, that is doing the wrong thing and covered in plastic. They want a real purpose for everything that they're purchasing. And I think you are absolutely early to the party here. It's fantastic. You are also, as you said, you know, providing your son and the young people that are coming up below you with an inspiration for how businesses can operate in the future. And I love this um, term social enterprise. Congratulations. You've done so well. Yeah. Look at it. I'm, I'm really, really proud of it. And I think as long as I continue to be proud of what Moody is doing and, um, and sort of remain focused on where I want it to be and not steer away from that, I think that'll be, yeah, that'll make me really happy and make me feel like I'm really giving back and, and, and just making, this sounds really corny, but like making the world a tiny bit of a better place. And, and it's a nice feeling to be running a business. That's purpose. Yeah, it really does. What do you think along the way of, of this journey? What do you think has been the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? Yeah, I think for me, I have been too late to ask for help. Like, I think that's pretty common as well with a lot of people who start a business. And it's not about being in control. I actually, I've never been someone 
who's been really good at sort of that networking and things like that. Um, and so I've kind of felt like, even though I've jumped into this like retail and e-commerce world and I haven't known a lot and I've had to learn a lot myself, I probably should have asked for more help and, um, you know, and asked for more, like gotten a little bit more expertise and, and not just from people like yourselves, but actually just asking for more help from like family and friends. Mm. And like that. Are you quite an independent person? Yeah, I probably am. But I think as well with Moody, it's, I, sometimes I feel it because it's a startup that you, you know, people don't really take it that seriously at times, which mm-hmm. is really, which is really hard because I pour my heart and soul into it 24 seven. Um, but yeah, you know, like my dad will make comments about it and I'll just be like, you know, dad, I'm running a business here. And he'll just be like, ah, oh, no, yeah, but why aren't you buying a house? And I'm just like, no, but I'm, you know, I'm never going to be a millionaire, dad. Like, that's just not my dream at all. And, and so, yeah, but that aside, I think asking for help, I, I should have been doing a long time ago. Mm. And are you asking for help now? Do you feel yourself changing through this process yeah. of owning yeah. business? Yeah, and it's knowing that um, it's not, and it's it's difficult for every business to invest financially because, especially for me, any money that I take out of Moody to seek expertise, that's money that I'm not donating, and that's really hard. But at the same time, I've just had to learn, and I suppose it's been more so in the past sort of four to six months when I've seen the business grow a little bit and go. I'm not going to be able to do this all on my own. I actually need, I need more help here. And, and you're also, when you get a little, like any startup, I think, um, when you get a little bit of momentum, if you don't run with that, then you lose the moment. So I think momentum is key. I talk about it all the time because once you lose that momentum, it's really hard to get, you know, like it going again. Um, and that's where I've gone, okay, I'm onto something good here. I really need to get some, some help to get me pushed through to the next sort of stage as well. What are the measurements of success for you? Is it, is it sales? Is it being able to donate those, you know, big checks to charities? What is the success measurement for you? Look, it's probably, there's two parts to it as well in terms of like the business and what success looks like for it. And then personally, what mm. how I feel about it. And like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of what I'm doing and I'm really proud of the product that I have. I know it's incredible. Um, and I know that, yes, I'm going into a market that's very saturated, but I also know I've, I've not compromised on having an absolutely brilliant product to offer the customers that choose Moody over all those other brands. So remaining really proud of it is success to me. Um, and seeing that small growth, it's small. You know, it's it's not monumental by any stretch of the imagination right now. But with every follow, with every like, with every purchase, it's, you know, getting me closer to where I want the business to be. Um, and then, of course, making donations is incredible. Like, and especially because, you know, to be in business just two and a half years, and I actually can't even remember how much I've donated right now, but I keep saying, oh, they're very modest amounts. But for a business like my size is to be, to be even turning a profit at all is pretty impressive. So I kind of have to remind myself of that and go, this is, this is success, you know, and, um, and we're talking thousands of dollars here, right? We're talking thousands of dollars worth of donations that you've made. It's not an insignificant number. In fact, you know, it's incredible what you're doing. Yeah. With Panda, it was, it was a thousand dollars and 
<laughs> when they called me to thank me <laughs> for the donation, I was I was really surprised because I, I made the donation online and then they called to say, thank you so much. You know, that's an amazing <laughs> mind. And, and, you know, what can we do to support you to, to keep doing what you're doing and stuff? And, like, it was really lovely because... <laughs> It was like, I kind of thought that they would get $1,000 donations. <laughs> and they were like, absolutely not. This is incredible. So, yeah, that's, that feels really nice. And, the, yeah, of course, that's success because that's what my mission is to donate to those organizations. You know, I am only one part of, you know, a, an activewear brand um, that finds a way to get that money together and then donate it to the organizations that are doing the heavy lifting. So, now, I'm telling you, I told you this before, but I'm, you know, party on top and I've got leggings on the bottom and they are your leggings and they're amazing. They're so comfortable and just, I don't think I've taken them off since I've had them. What made you choose the distributor, the manufacturer that you, you found and, and what qualities were you looking for in, in the product to make sure that you had a really good product to sell? I was really particular about my activewear, so I shop from some of the best brands and most expensive brands mm-hmm. and I love them and I still their products are incredible I have some leggings and sports bras and things that I purchased 10 years ago and they're still going strong so I knew that when I launched a product it had to be as good a quality and so it's um, sourcing suppliers and sending off a couple of hundred emails to people and um, to find a product that um, I guess ticks the boxes. I launched with probably a bit of a minimum viable product and I don't have that product anymore. But, you know, it was great to get me started because I think that's what happens a lot of people in businesses. You're seeking something really perfect and, and it can just take too long. And it was already, it had already taken me nearly two years to find mm. that product. Did you design it? Did you design on the the style really it was sort of because it was such a stock standard it was a black three-quarter length legging but I I got many many samples and this was the one in terms of quality fame Mm. and so I launched with that in March 2018 and so then I'm constantly contacted by other sort of activewear manufacturers and one in particular dropped a couple of brand names that I knew were really good so I was like okay send me a sample (laughs) and then that's how I ended up with with this particular product and um, the full length and the middies that I You've have. got them on too, haven't you? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like, run an active wear brand because I like wear leggings like all the time. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that was kind of the process. You know, I'm thrilled with the product and the quality is always really exceptional, which is all you can ask for. And whenever you're going into you know, a market that you're competing heavily in. So absolutely. And do you have to kind of question the ethics of the production and things like that? Do you is that important to you? Yeah. So before I even started looking, I um had a contact who I reached out to who had been in this sort of manufacturing area here in Melbourne. He had been importing a lot from China uniforms and things like that. So quite different, but he gave me some really, really hot tips on what countries to source from, what to be looking for. The country where you're sourcing from is really important um, because, yeah, as a charity, you certainly don't want to be selling a product and then it come to light that it's <laughs> from something that's not very ethical. So there's things you can do. There's checks you can have. There's certificates and so on that they're required to have. So um, And luckily, any of the manufacturers that I've worked with have all had those. So that Fantastic. provides a bit of comfort. And I believe that coming down the line later this year, you've got a pop of colour coming into the range. Tell us about that. 
We'll first stop in a couple of weeks. I'm launching the sports crop, which oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so excited about because, yeah, it kind of feels a little bit, I'm not someone who would ever work out in a sports crop, <laughs> leggings, but um, I know that it's something like my customers really wanted. You know, it's it's very cute now to have your kind of matching bra and leggings and stuff and kind of completes the look. I really wanted to get a, a sports crop into the range and I've went for a slightly different sort of style to like the kind of stock standard one. So I'm really happy with it. So I'm expecting it now um, in the next week or two. And then following on from the launch of the sports crop, um, I'm hoping later in the year to do a leggings, a midi, the, the midi leggings that I have in another color. And I'm just finalizing that. It's really difficult because there's so many colors to choose from and so many that are terrible. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just I'm finalizing that, but hopefully sort of end of October, we'll have a little pop of color at Moody, which will be so exciting. So exciting. Well, you've quickly touched on your audience. Tell us about your audience because you've, you've obviously got your Irish contingent, mm. Australian contingent, mostly women, I'm assuming. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think there's probably two. There's the customer who sees the cause and really wants to to support women's mental health. And then there's the others that have heard about the Moody product and heard that it's great and then try it and then go, wow, it's amazing that it's got this cause as well. So they're they're very loyal though, I have to say. And I, I kind of I try to go sort of above and beyond in terms of the customer experience as well because I have the ability to do that. You know, I'm I'm small enough right now that any emails that come through I can get back to to people really quickly. And again, it all matters you know, the experience from not just from placing your order, you know, through to having any inquiries about sizes and things like that and um, and then receiving the final product and being really thrilled with it. And if you're not thrilled with it, you know, hopefully I can find a solution, which is really nice. So, And how does it feel when you get those amazing reviews coming through? What I mean, obviously you're feeling proud. That's one of the things you've been talking about, what a success measurement is for you. But personally, it must just be such a, a great feeling. Tell us about it that. It really is because, you know, it's one thing for people to make the decision to choose Moody, but then to want to provide feedback is amazing. And it really matters again for a small business, you know, that people take the time to to write reviews and and, and kind of, you know, that's helping me. That's taken their experience one step further as well. So they have not just been thrilled with the product, but they want to tell people about it. And, you know, for a business, what's better than that? And, and so, yeah, it's really nice. Reviews are really important. And I, I kind of, I try and get as many as I can. And, and if there's ever any, you know, issues, like I want to get onto them straight away and figure out, you know, what's happened and stuff. So I think I've been really fortunate that I've been able to, to do that. But the reviews have been, yeah, they're really important and really good. You know, you're, you're a business owner, you're a mom, you're a wife, you're an entrepreneur, you're a charity, you're aligning with amazing partnerships like Liptember and September, uh, mental health uh, associations. How do you do it all? How do you fit it all in? What's your secret to making this all work together? The secret is I don't make it all work. <laughs> It's a a bit of a juggling game. I think long gone are the days of that sort of traditional nine to five. My days look very different. I'm usually packing up leggings when Peter's having a nap or um, on a Sunday evening, I'm like, hand my husband a beer and I'm like, right, we need to do a stock take. And, you know, and Peter's usually like, you know, playing around on the grind or whatever. So it's very much a juggle. I definitely haven't nailed it, but I think I just, I, you, you have to make it work. And I'm like, I, this is my passion is to, 
to have Moody and to run it and, and for it to continue to grow. So if anything, I would say that these are the moments now that I'm trying to enjoy the most because it's manageable right now. But I know as it continues to grow, I'll find it even more challenging. But as women, we just, we make it work and <laughs> we've got to do. And, you know, I was up in the early hours of the morning looking at emails, responding to emails, doing that sort of thing. And that's not uncommon because I have a, you know, a pretty strong customer base in, in Ireland and the UK. So I like to sort of have a little look at my emails every now and then. So you're available 24 <laughs> seven, half the night for the Irish and half yeah. the night for the Australian. And then, you know, I have to be available to like feed, <laughs> which feels like 17 times a day. And then, you know, Stevie comes in from work and it's like phone down time to, to do the family thing. So yeah, it's, um, it's fun times, but it's, I wouldn't change it either, you know? Absolutely. I wanted to just quickly change it up a little bit and just ask you a few little questions about, you know, things that might have inspired or, or changed your life. And, and one of them is, has there been a book along the way that's been really important to you and, and made a, a bit of a mark on you? Yes. I love books. And that's actually something that's only been sort of new. Books and podcasts over the past couple of years, I've just, oh, I just love reading and I love listening to podcasts when I might walk in and stuff. There's probably two. One from a personal perspective was Eat, Pray, Love. Mm. <laughs> I just adore that book. And it was just, I, I read it at a particularly tough time in my life and it just changed my life in terms of the experience. I didn't go to India or Bali or anything like that at the time, but I just loved that and it gave me a, a very different perspective. And then interestingly, a book that I read is from someone who lives in Bondi now and her name is Bella Zanesco. And she's got a book called Smart Girls Screw Up Too. And I read it at a time when I was in a job that I absolutely hated. I was also pregnant and <laughs> I was, I just, I just I literally was like seeking help. I was like Googling self-help books. <laughs> and this one came up and I read it and it just, and I messaged her on Instagram to say, your book has absolutely changed my life because it just, and it. Emma, another one is Emma Isaacs. And yes. Yeah. And what I loved about them both is that they're, they're quite different people, but I loved that Bella's was very smart girl screw up too. It was just like, you're a smart girl. Don't settle for this crap. And then the winging it book of Emma Isaacs is very much like she's not interested in kind of planning. She's like, just do. And that's very much my personality. I'm like, I want to do it. I don't want to sit and mull it over and do business strategies and blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> there's a couple there. But yeah, they're awesome. They're, we're definitely going to put them on our book list. <laughs> and what about habits? Are there any habits that you can credit for improving your life? There's probably a few that might be a bit like cliche. In my 20s, I was someone who really was seeking a very full and a very vibrant kind of life. Like I, I came to Australia. I wanted an amazing career. I had a beautiful partner and um, I wanted to travel the world and see all the biggest and best places. And I did a lot of traveling and I was really fortunate. But I think as I sort of came into my 30s, I find that less is more for me now yeah. and it's less of a habit but well I suppose the habit is just really cherishing the small moments and realizing that quite often they're the big moments you know I was always like oh, what's my next holiday and and now I'm like you know happier with less and I think it's because I, I really do sit in moments and go this is really special this is really important that it could be our Sunday morning ritual of having coffee and bagels together in the kitchen 
here and stuff rather than planning the next trip to Thailand or something. So, it's definitely helped that along as well for a lot of people, I think, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And you have to dig deep when you're in lockdown to really find those moments where you're practicing that sort of gratitude mm. and stuff. And, and I started doing a bit of journaling as well, which again mm. just takes that sort of those mindful moments to the next level where you're just sort of taking stock and going, this is, this is all good, you know? So I think, yeah, maybe you'd call it the practice of gratitude. Maybe you'd call it mindfulness. I'm not sure. I just, <laughs> for me, it's just acknowledging those small moments. That's brilliant. I, I agree. I think that those small moments just definitely um, have come to the surface a lot more when you're able to, you know, recognize that those big things have kind of gone away for the short term, like yeah. holidays and, and doing extravagant things, certainly. And then we go to the garage to change things up now. We'll do like a barbecue and sit in the garage instead of the house. <laughs> change rooms. <laughs> go from the kitchen to the dining room. Yeah, this is a factor now. So it's pretty cute though. Yeah. And how do you push forward when you are feeling a little bit overwhelmed or unmotivated? You mentioned before that you do have moments of feeling a little bit unmotivated or overwhelmed is there a particular technique or is it something that you just kind of push through so for me there is definitely days when I feel super unmotivated but I always acknowledge that it's maybe just that day and mm. I, thankfully I'm able to do that and I'll usually have to talk it out with someone whether it's my hubby or my sister or a friend and just say you know I'm feeling a bit like this is too hard like quite often I'll just go oh is this really worth it this is really really hard and you know, it's nonstop 24 seven when you've got your own business because it's never, as I said, nine to five is just a thing of the past. It's now kind of around the clock all the time. So there's no doubt about it. Those days come and they come hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's just acknowledging it's one day tomorrow's a new start to go from there. And I think. I feel really lucky that I kind of have been able to push through those tough days till now because it is just, again, confirmed that it's a tough day, not a tough life, you know, yeah. you'll get past it. Um, yeah. And so I just, it's kind of one day at a time is, is all you can do. And is there a particular mantra or philosophy that you live by? In business, just be kind do good things, be good to people, like, you know, work with people you like and in life, be around people you like that kind of lift you up and, um, and just being kind. I think there's been a big sort of be kind movement and it's definitely, particularly around social media and things like that, it's, and um, you don't always see that, but I think it's, if you're doing things from a good place and your intentions are good, then, you know, that's, that will benefit you more than being sort of angry and resentful of whatever it is in life that you don't have so I don't know if that sounds a bit like preachy or whatever but I think just being kind to yourself first and foremost mm. and then being kind to others is just I think if everyone lived their life like that how different a world it would be so maybe I think a lot of people are learning this right now aren't they um, about changing some of their kind of set behaviors yeah. so you've got if you had a pedestal to uh, to stand on and to talk to the world and and tell them you know something what would it be at this particular moment in time Probably um, just echoing what I've just said about being kind. It's so easy to share with the world and, and it doesn't have to be over the top and loud. It can be very discreet. And again, I don't want to sound like too much like on my high horse and like preachy, but I think it's just, you know, we're all, everyone's got a story to tell. Everyone's got things going on that you will never know about. And I think that's the thing, particularly with mental illness as well, is that quite often we'll cover it up or it'll not be discussed because it's a bit taboo or whatever it might be. But, you know, if you were able to talk about it, knowing that there'd be kindness returned, 
how different a world it would be. So yeah, I think that would be that would be it. Just in a nutshell, just be kind to yourself first and foremost and give yourself permission to experience and feel whatever it is. And then whenever you talk to someone or you share your experience or your challenges that you know that that person will be kind in return. So that's probably what I'd say. And then buy some moody leggings. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, give us a little bit of an outline of what you're doing with Liptember and why it's so important for everyone to support moody and this. Absolutely. So Liptember is a um, campaign that runs throughout the month of September, specifically to support women's mental health. So obviously that's a campaign that really resonates with me and with moody. And I reached out to Liptember and said, like, what can I do to get behind you guys to really support this? And so... They uh, basically the campaign is that you wear kind of really cute lipstick, really bright lipstick, and it's about starting the conversation around women's mental health, and it's about raising awareness and most importantly raising funds for some incredible organisations. So there's six um, that they support um, nationally here in Australia. So um, as I say, I just reached out. I said I want to get behind this. So for the month of September, Moody will be supporting Liptember by running a fundraiser myself. So if anyone, if someone doesn't want to necessarily buy a moody product they can just donate to that i'll also be donating 10 pairs of leggings to the 10 top fundraisers and um, individual fundraisers at the end of september and then all profits from the month of september will be donated to liptember as well um, and so yeah so really want to get behind it it's incredible it's national they've been running it now for quite a few years it's a lovely organization and obviously supporting women's mental health so it's really good so it's really- perfect thank you so much for talking to us today it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you i can't believe how quickly the time has gone we've just zipped through it was just fascinating hearing what's inspired you thank you so much Lou and uh, congratulations on all the work that you're doing with Moody and supporting women's mental health thank you Mia make sure you subscribe to our channel and stay tuned for more episodes from a moment with modern mentors coming your way soon